You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to another episode of Beside the Badge. I am your host, Paul Buckner from the American Midwest, and I am a civilian police chaplain. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, the power of a hobby. So when law enforcement does the things that they do, we have things that all of us deal with. So this isn't just law enforcement, but we all deal with things that are stressors that drain our battery as people. And we need things that charge our battery back up. So when an officer can have a positive hobby, and what I don't mean is they game constantly. Um, And if you're taking direct fire in your position, I get it, but, but follow me here, stay with me. If you game constantly, it's not healthy. If you drink constantly, it's not healthy. And remember, I love you. I love you, I'm saying this out of love. If you party constantly, if you are always off-roading, if you are, whatever it is, you've got to have balance, but you need positive hobbies. And, and when you can find things that you can do alongside and with your family, that can be a blessing. It's wonderful. Um, I know officers that fish. I know officers that off-road. I know officers that camp with their families. Um, had an officer sending me pictures from the camping trip he and his family just took over the weekend. That is awesome. Those positive things allow you to get away from the thing that is sucking the life out of you, right? And allows you to recharge your battery. And everybody has different things that allow them to recharge. Um, I, I'm an ENFP. That's my personality type. If you're the whole 16 personality things, the whole uh, Myers-Briggs or whatever, um, that whole thing. I'm an ENFP. There's like 2% of male society that has my personality type. I've always known I was a unicorn. What's interesting is I do very extroverted things like a podcast and like, you know, like crazy things. And I get in the front seat of a cop car and I crack dad jokes and, and, you know, puns all day long while I'm riding around with a department. Um, but I do extroverted things on a ministry basis and I, and I'm a lot of fun. I'm an IT guy by trade. reinventing myself as a videographer. I'm a fun personality type most of the time. But when my battery gets drained, I go to very introverted things to recharge my battery. I go read or I'll go watch a movie by myself or spend the evening like like tonight um, in a few hours when my wife gets home. Um, We're going to spend the evening together. These are very, when you understand your personality type, which is very important. Um, I think there's 16personalities.com. There's a lot of different things out there. That's It's important to understand your personality type. Two, it's important to, to have hobbies that allow you to have a feeling of success outside of the, of the badge. Um, years ago, um, I had a computer store. I had four employees. Three of them were full-time. One of them was part-time. It was like having extra kids. I was always dealing with drama. It can't hold a candle to what my my buddies in law enforcement go through, but it was very stressful. And I realized I need positive needed positive hobbies, so I started horseback horseback riding regularly. Um, that was a great de stressor, and it gave me things to think about positively. Um, built things around the house, home improvement projects. Um, I started for a while. I kayaked every Saturday morning for two hours. And it was about a seven and a half mile run. 
and it was pretty calm water. There was only one spot that was even a little perilous unless there had been a flood or something that had gone there and completely changed the landscape. Had a few near misses, but it was, by and large, it was very safe. Except I kept finding myself in situations that I was rescuing people from their own stupidity, which is way too much what, like what law enforcement does every day. And I was finding that when I was trying to do the thing that was relaxing me, it was actually inducing more stress. And so I share that because if you are doing something that in, for a hobby that's supposed to relax you, if, you're, if your hobby is causing you more stress, look at it very seriously. I have friends that have gone, all gaming was doing was running my blood pressure up and I was getting angry and I was finding that like I wasn't feeling relaxed and fulfilled. Um, I love to read. Um, one of my favorite things in the world to do, if I'm having a, a me night when it's when it's just my time, I will uh, I will set up my fire pit, and I could sit next to a fire if it was negative, you know, negative one degree Fahrenheit all the way up to the ninety some odd degrees out. Um, I've even gone down to my barn and had the, the the door open and had a fire pit in there while it was raining and just sat there where there was no risk of fire to the barn and I just let the fire burn and sat there and re read a book. I love to sit by a fire and just relax and I let the stress go and I recharge my battery. I love that. It, it's really a blessing for me. I might have a friend over. But oftentimes I don't. It's it's a place for me to relax. I become introverted when I recharge my battery. For some people, they need to do some kind of a social outing. Maybe they need to go and maybe they need to volunteer and go with a group that's picking up trash on the side of the road. Or uh, I think for some law enforcement, they're like, that's too much. That's too close to what I do for a living. But find find something that helps you gel, that recharges your battery, that reminds you that humans, that most humans are actually not that terrible. Uh, that 2% of society is insane and that's the people you deal with and and helps you to keep that perspective. We talked about in the last podcast when we were talking about not identifying too closely with the badge. We talked about the power of perspective and a hobby. Maybe you build a model. Um, those of you who are watching the podcast, the video podcast version of this, you're looking at my podcast set. But on the other side of the room, it's a library. And I can see all of the books, um, many of which I've read, many more of which I haven't. I have a book problem. I love books. And I'll go to yard sales. I'll go to book sales. I'll go to bookstores. I'll go to junk stores. And I'll be walking through. I'm on the way between appointments or something. And I'll just walk in there and be like, oh, 25 cents for that $25 book. Sold. And it's something that I want to read. And I literally, there are hundreds of books in this room then it's not a large room. Um, but I can see from where I'm sitting, I can see some simple little models I've made. And there's times I've needed to complete a simple project that I could look at and go, hey, I've had some success there. And, and for those of you, anybody who has a badge, anybody who has a commission, anybody who is a police officer is going to go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get that. But for those of you who aren't, maybe you're a blue family, maybe you have a friend that's in law enforcement, or maybe you're just trying to understand what our police officers go through. Um, so much of what a police officer deals with, there's no real end to. You go to a domestic uh, situation, there's, a, there's an argument, people are yelling and screaming, and you're going to go back. You're going to have to go back there because they're adults who don't know how to adult, and they need you to come babysit them. 
uh, as some in law enforcement call it, they do adult daycare. And that's kind of what that comes down to. I have seen people absolutely show their butts, in some cases literally, as a chaplain, in an environment where they are acting like an absolute child and screaming and yelling and acting like a small toddler throwing a tantrum. Well, as a police officer, the officer needs to be able to get away from that. Literally, I've talked to guys that they're like, I've lost count of the number of times I've arrested that person. That's crazy. Literally. And um, as a police officer, you get lied to on the daily, you know, and, and if you find yourself getting incredibly jaded, you need a hobby something that you can do outside of the badge. I know people who scratch build things. I know guys that do DIY projects. Um, they need something that they can do that helps them feel that little bit of fulfillment. For me, a lot of it's volunteering. But there's times, there's times, I'm very nerdy, I'm very geeky. There's times I need to do something very introverted. And I was dealing with a project the other day. I'll give you a for instance out of my own life. I was dealing with a project the other day where I was going on site for a client and I was doing disk cloning. For those of you who are not techie, I'm cloning from an older hard disk that's the architecture slower. It's not anywhere near as fast as a solid state drive. And I'm not going to bore you with the technical sides of this, but I, I have a machine that allows me to clone the disk on site. It's got a little flash drive, which is the expensive part of the whole thing. Well, it doesn't have the front of the case and it didn't have the side of the case. And typically I have that in my office. People don't see it. But for this particular client, I'm going to be going on site for one to two times a week for the next month at least cloning a disk on site. And so I do literally every byte of data and it shuts down as an older, slower hard disk in a computer, and it wakes up as a newer, faster computer, and it's quite quite zippy. Well, uh, several people would come by the desk that they'd give me. They're like, hey, go go use that desk or whatever. Go go clone these drives. And um, people would come by and go, what is that? Because they would see this computer with no face on it, and it didn't look, it doesn't look good because they're used to seeing the front bezel on a computer. And so I got to thinking about it while I was sitting there waiting on the disc to clone. I'm like, you know, I had to make three trips to get in here to bring the monitor, to bring the keyboard and mouse, to bring the tower, you know, bring my laptop so I could be uh, setting up an invoice for them. All, all the stuff that you do as an IT guy. And I know this sounds strange because it's so left field from what we normally talk about, but it's just something I was dealing with. And I stopped and I went, you know, I think I could take a, a Bluetooth keyboard and stick it to the side of, of a case. I just need a better looking computer. I want something that's quad core. I want a decent amount of RAM, but I need something that's got good architecture that's going to be decently fast. I want to put a carrying handle on it. And I started kind of like geeking out and I was sitting there and uh, Friday, all of the last of the parts come in for this project. And so I will have basically created a little computer. I've got a little HDMI screen on the side of it and I'm going to mod the thing. I'm going to cut little holes in it. I'm going to put little grommets in it. It's going to look really cool. And I'm going to have a little all-in-one box that I can go on site. I can, I'll have the, the power cord and everything right there. And in one trip, I can bring in everything I need to do disc clones on site for clients. I'm not even going to have a hundred bucks in it. And um, that is one of those things. I already have the screen. Um, I had to buy the keyboard that was like 20 bucks. So for me, that was a thing that helps me put a better foot forward with what I do. But it was a, a geeky little project that I could look at that and go in a matter of three or four hours, 
I created everything I needed to do this. And I can look at it and go, that's a completed project and I can feel that success. That's a much healthier thing. And, and, and it helps us get away from things like social media. So I'm saying this as I'm talking on a video that people are going to be watching and, and on social media that people are going to be listening to on podcasts and they predominantly are going to listen to them on their phone. But people, a lot of people don't realize how depressing social media can become. And the, their go-to, like I had a guy tell me, he's like, I get so frustrated because I go to the bathroom and I look at Facebook and then I'm waiting on something and I go to Facebook and he's, you know, he's like, I'm waiting on this to happen and I'm over here waiting on this thing to happen. And I, I do a transport for a prisoner and, and he's not actively patrolling the streets. He's just like, I get bored because I'm sitting there and I don't have anything to do. And I'm like, have you looked at podcasts? And I didn't even tell him about my podcast, but I'm like, have you thought about podcasts? It's something more positive you can do with your time. And we haven't even talked about podcasts yet. But if you are um, looking for a positive hobby, let's say that you're doing something around the house or maybe you're going for a, a run, you're going for a jog, you're going for a walk. You can put a um, earbud in one ear, keep the other ear where you can hear so nobody comes up and attacks you. But if as you're going around doing whatever it is you're doing, you're mowing the lawn, put on some noise canceling hearing protection and have a podcast going. There are some amazing podcasts. Jocko Willenick has an amazing podcast that if you if you want to get revved up and raw, get out there and work out, raw, you know, um, discipline equals freedom. That's one of his slogans. It, absolutely, go out there and and uh, and listen to Jocko Willenick. Um, there's the Civilian Medical Podcast. is a great podcast. Um, I listen to podcasts about church safety. Um, I listen to podcasts about medical. I listen to podcasts about mindset. Um, they're very healthy. Um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and that is a thing that you can do. That's a hobby that you can oftentimes do as a patrol officer. So if you're driving around and on that note, we're going to stop before we get into that and we're going to take our sponsor break, but it's something you can be doing while you're bored and patrolling that could be making a better you. So let's take our, our, our uh, sponsor break real quick. I am blessed by the grace of God. I have three sponsors. I've got, uh, John Lee O'Reilly with General Response. He's a friend. Uh, I cannot recommend his training enough. He teaches you how to handle situations that you're, you're going to encounter when you're a police officer or just in life, working as a clerk at a counter, deal, as a mom dealing with your kids. The ability to have perspective in the moment and, and how to look at a situation and be able to de-escalate something because we win 100% of the fights that we don't have to fight. Secondly, Got Your Six Coffee. Um, Got Your Six Coffee is a company that they serve award-winning coffee. I drink their coffee. I was drinking Compass Rose this morning. Um, I have drank probably well over half of their flavors. I think my personal favorite is Cup of Joe, um, but I was trying out um, I was trying out uh, Compass Rose. Not bad. Um, they've got one called Blue Line. Um, my wife likes Mustang and delicious coffee. Why do I drink it? I could go drink Maxwell House or Folgers or whatever. Well, the reason that I love Got Your Six Coffee is there's purpose in every cup. They use the power of coffee to change lives. And I am blessed to call Eric Hadley, the founder of the company, my friend. I have watched his journey uh, as an entrepreneur and, and where God is taking him and what he does. And he literally does what he does as service to those who serve. He changes lives using the power of coffee. And uh, so shout out to you, buddy. Eric, you're, you're a class act, buddy. One of a kind. And then Matt Combs with Shield Force International. Incredible guy. Incredible instructor. Um, surviving the ambush training. Um, I've taken his church safety training. I'm getting ready to go take 
a mindset class of his here at the end. Um, matter of fact, it'll be here in a couple of days. We're about the end of uh, June. So he'll be here in a couple of days, June 2021. And uh, great guy to study with. Have gun, will travel. Uh, he can come out and teach you any number of things as, uh, uh, as a police officer. So check out Shield Force International. Uh, with Matt Combs. Then coming back to talking about the power of a hobby, you, you need to be able to look at something and go, I did that, I achieved that. Um, in my garage, I had a section of drywall that's 30 years old. It had, been, it had gotten stained. I'd repainted it. The stains were leaking through. It had been banged up. I had fallen into it probably, I don't know, years ago. I, I couldn't even venture to guess how many years ago. And I left a, a hand-sized hole in the drywall. And I kind of patched it up a little bit, but it didn't look good. And packages had been banged into it. And it, it was between the side door into my garage and, and the door into my house. And it just looked terrible. And so um, I worked with a friend of mine who is a contractor and he's very skilled at what he does. And of course, there's an electrical panel in it and there's light switches. And that's what's kept me from fixing it a long time ago is I am not that good at cutting things out to be able to have that fit in there. He is. So um, we we set up a plan on a price and what that was going to cost me and, and how it would benefit him. And he came out. I bought plywood before plywood became worth more than gold and uh, early this year. And he was able to get out there and take care of it for me. In this area, that's like eight feet. It's basically eight foot by eight foot is essentially what it is. Uh, is now, um, it's like three-eighths inch plywood, or I think it's actually half-inch plywood. I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that. I believe it's half-inch plywood. So it's a lot tougher, which means if I fall into it again, I'll probably hurt me and not the wall. Hopefully I bounce. Um, but it's painted. It's painted to match the garage. It looks very nice. He cut everything out beautifully. I've put switch plates and different things on there, and um, it looks very nice. And every, and I put a little shelf on there. And I'm a I'm a guy about up armoring everything. Like I overbuild the stuff I build because I don't want to do it again. I've just reached a point in life. I'm firmly in my 40s, and I don't want to have to do it again. If I build a fence, I want it to last longer than I do, and I want to die of old age. So, you know, I, I'm probably about the halfway mark in my life, God willing. I'd like to live well into my 80s. I don't want to build it again. So I tend to do things like that. Now, guess what I get to do? Every time I walk in the door, I get to look at that and go, man, that looks nice. I built that. That is a very positive thing about a hobby is the ability to look at something. It's a piece of lawn art. Um, it's a thing that you built. It's a thing you did with your family. And uh, I know people that, uh, matter of fact, I know a police officer right now who is on Myrtle Beach right now. I saw his pictures on Facebook. And uh, congratulations, buddy. Enjoy. Well, take a picture of a sunset, of a sunrise on the beach. Maybe you're in it, maybe you're not. But take a picture. Have it printed. Print it yourself. Have it printed, whatever. I like to, I like to have them printed on canvas. They're not that expensive anymore. Get them in the mail. Stick them on the wall. Right on the back of them. You know, Myrtle Beach, June 2021, whatever. Put it on the wall. Guess what you get to do every time you walk by that picture? And now you may start forgetting that it's there, but every time you walk by the picture, look up at it, think about, oh yeah, that's right. And uh, so you can't see this from, from where you're at if you're watching the podcast, but on the wall around the top of my library where you can't see, I have a line of certificates from classes I've been to from different instructors 
Um, some of them I've taken the classes enough times that I probably just need to start taking the certificates and like sticking them behind the certificates from the other classes. But there are times that I'll be in the middle of something and, I'll, and I'll, you just have that down moment where you're like, you know, am I making a difference? Am I doing it? Look at that. Um, another thing to think about is taking, if you get a thank you letter from somebody, frame that sucker. Like if somebody's like, thank you for saving my daughter's life. She was drowning and you got there and you saved her. Thank you for saving my son from a burning car. Thank you from saving, for saving me from that burglar. You know, thank you for investigating that thing that got my, my travel trailer back. If somebody thanks you for doing that, don't, and, and they thank you in writing, don't just shrug that off. Frame it. Do something with it. Put it up to remind you on those bad days. And maybe you are, I know guys that they grill and they're amazing at it and that's their hobby. I know guys that they have an amazing pool. I know guys that are into archery or they, you know, that maybe they bow hunt or they black powder hunt. I've got a buddy that is retired out of law enforcement and he does black powder shooting. And he's like, it's so much fun. Well, it takes time to load. You're not shooting as much. And it, it's slow and it's smooth and he just likes the feel of it. To me, it's kind of annoying. I don't really like black powder. And if you're into it, that's cool. I don't really care for it. I'm not a bad shot with black powder. It's just not my bag. Some guys throw darts. Um, I know guys that shoot competitively and that's its own thing. If you can do, if you can do a sport that helps you be a better cop, if you can do a hobby that helps you be a better cop, and I don't mean that you're you're only ever doing things about that's about law enforcement. I mean, if you're doing things as a police officer that help you be a better police officer, like you run, you jog, you walk, you go to the gym. Um, I've got a buddy that um, he and his lady go to the gym together religiously, which I would advise either going to the gym with your spouse or having a home gym because the adultery factor in a gym is really high. And I'm not a fan of, of gyms for that reason, because little Becky Sue's in there and her husband's not really into fitness, but she is, and maybe she's really vain or, or she's feeling lonely. And then she's, you know, kind of winking and smiling at the guy over here. And he's like, mm, he's really curling, you know? And the next thing you know, they're flirting and they're bantering. Maybe it's you that's at the gym and, and, you know, little Bobby Sue's over there winking at you and giving you the come on look and you're into fitness and your wife isn't think about that. And so I have an area that I work out. It's kind of across the basement from where I'm at. My, my little podcast studio is in my basement and I can do a lot of different workouts. I, I do a lot of, I think they call them isometrics. I do a lot of body weight based workouts. I'm not, I'm not here to look big and impressive, but I want to be strong. And I don't do the creatine thing. I don't do the pre-workout thing, but I want to be fit. I can do that in my basement. And I've got buddies that invite me out. They want me to go to the gym. I don't really go. I, I will every once in a while, but I don't really go. So that to me, the gym can be a cautionary thing. Be, be careful. I've literally seen marriages end, relationships end in the gym. Uh, so be careful. But working out is a great way to stay fit, to be able to go the distance for your family, to to be better, to be harder to kill. I mean, good cardio, you know, got to jump out of the car and chase down bad guys. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to die halfway through a foot chase. <laughs> ah, crap, he got away. I don't want to do that. 
Um, so I try to be fit. And with me getting ready to go through the academy in August um, at night, I'll probably be the old man there. But, um, you know, if I'm going to be grandpa going through the academy, I want to be able to keep up with these whippersnappers. Get off my lawn. And uh, I want to be able to do that. So coming back around, whatever these hobbies are, find something that you enjoy that can be constructive. I know guys that golf. To me, that would drive me nuts. Because for me, golfing is is a waste of a good rifle range. Like, why would you use that space to golf and, and use a little stick to hit a ball when you could use that as a rifle range? If that's your thing, that's great. I've got really good buddies that golf. It would just raise my stress level. It would probably make me want to say things that would that would not glorify Jesus. So I've golfed once. I think I played nine holes. It just wasn't my bag. Um, but I know guys that do it, and they love it. And they love it. They go, I know of guys that they, they get in these little groups, and I can't think what they call them, where you never really golf with the same people twice. And they're listening to the doctor talk, and they're listening to the dentist talk, and the banker talk, and they're like, what do you do? Oh, I work for the city of Muskogee. And, oh, cool. How's that? I was, nah, you know, just cleaning stuff up. And they don't really talk about what they do. And it lets them enjoy that. And they're they're listening to normal people problems. That's part of their thing. I know people that kayak. I know people that, like I said, that they dirt bike or they or they cycle off-road or they, they prepare for marathons. And it's something that they can do that helps them, like we talked about in the last podcast, not identify too closely with the badge. But then let's go back very briefly, and then we'll, we'll be done with this podcast, with this episode, talking about things that you can do that make a better you. So yes, you can work out and you can do things like that. You can run and you can walk and you can cycle. Um, I have every intention of, of, of cycling um, soon. Um, I hopefully will get to that before I start the academy, but I doubt it. Um, I love to cycle. I used to, I used to be very physically fit, especially my legs when I was in my teens because of cycling. And then I got a vehicle and I stopped cycling. Go figure. But podcasts, when you're driving around your vehicle, audiobooks, um, there's so many things you can learn from masterclass.com. There's a ton of things. Um, I can't think of the one that I'm using right now, but it's cheaper than some of the others I've looked at and used. Um, Audible. Um, I think there's one called Libby. There's a bunch of different resources and opportunities and things you can do where you can listen to stuff that builds a better you. And some of that you can do when you're, again, going back to mowing the lawn or going for a run or working out in the gym, but at the same time, or, or working out, like in my case, in my basement, at the same time, you could be working on a degree. Um, you can build a better you and never leave your house or be driving around. I mean, I know people that I've had officers get a hold of me and say, hey, I listen to your podcast at night or early in the morning when I'm driving around and there's nothing going on and I'm just responding to calls and I'm driving around in my town and I'm trying to stay awake and they're like, dude, you're crazy. You crack me up. You make me laugh. There's things that we can do that help to build a better us. So that that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. I'm all about edutainment. I love things that I can that I can do and enjoy that make a better poll, that build a better poll. So on that note, I'm going to pray out this episode and uh, and leave it with you. So, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the men and women that protect us every day, that that put on badges and uniforms and uncomfortable duty belts, and they go out, Lord God, into the cold and the rain and the heat and the snow and 
and the and the the gunk and the ick, and they they do it to keep us safe every day. Lord God, I ask that you would be with them, that you would keep them safe, that you'd supernaturally protect them. Lord God, when the bad guy comes against them, that you would cause the bad guy to stumble, that you would foil their plans. Lord God, that when the bad guy tries to harm them, tries to shoot at them, that you would literally bend the bullets around them and keep them safe. I thank you for these men and women, and I ask it in the one name that makes it possible, in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. So don't often do this, but kind of one last thought that just came to me there. One of the things that my wife and I do, and I've talked about this in other episodes, is we kind of do a home date thing where we we make dinner. And, and here later tonight, this evening, down the road here tonight, when my wife gets home, I'm going to um, make dinner with her. And we're going to talk about our day and we're going to visit. And her personality, she's a acts of service person. Do this for me. Honey, would you grab this? Would you grab that pot? Would you hand me the seasoning or whatever? You know, help me. And that's that's how how she receives love. I may spend time with me person. That's my my one of my biggest personality things is um, out of the five love languages. I am huge about that. You can look that up if you're not familiar with it. It is a great way to get a good idea of the relationship that you're in. If you're in a relationship... Um, you may neither one of you enjoy cooking, but it's a great way to save money. And you're not just ordering something and sitting there messing around on your phones. And then we have dinner together. Now there's times that we'll sit there uh, and we'll talk through, we, we talk the whole time we're making dinner and it'll be, we'll make a Mexican dish. You know, the other night we were making literally from scratch, we're making burgers and, uh, uh, we enjoyed it. We, we did that together. And it was a lot of fun. Or, um, you know, what we might do ta taco salad tonight, or we might do a steak or whatever. Um, and whatever just kind of tickles our fancy. Um, sometimes it's quesadillas, you know, we'll just make something. Sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it's a five or six dish elaborate thing, but we did it together. We saved money on it. A lot of times it's half or less, sometimes substantially less than we would pay going out. Definitely cheaper than takeout in many cases than, um, than having it delivered for sure. And in our area, we're pretty rural, so not a lot of people are going to deliver. And uh, But it really helps us to spend that time together. It is very good quality time that we're able to spend together. And that is kind of its own hobby. We, we were doing home dates before COVID made them cool. So anyway, God bless, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast.